Welcome to Fragmented, a software developer podcast where we talk about building good software and becoming better developers. My name's Don Felker. And I'm Kaushik Gopal. Welcome to the show. Before we get started here today, I wanted to tell you about the relaunch of AndroidJobs.io. Android Jobs is a job board that I launched many years ago, and I just recently relaunched it with a brand new design and on a brand new platform. If you're looking to hire an additional Android team member, or you know of somebody that wants to hire an Android professional of any sort, that includes developers, designers, anything of that nature, then please let them know about androidjobs.io. All job postings are free at this time during the early release phase. Eventually they'll be paid, but right now they're all free at the time of this recording. So please go to androidjobs.io and you can post a job for free. Or if you're looking to see what other jobs are available, you can also go there and plug your email address in and we'll start emailing you here very soon, letting you know weekly about the new jobs that are available on androidjobs.io. Again, check it out at androidjobs.io. Hey folks, welcome back to today's show. Thanks again for joining me. If you're not familiar with who I am, my name is Don Felker. I am one of the co-hosts here on the show on the Fragmented Podcast, where we talk about all different types of software development topics. And today we're going to talk about something that's been asked about quite a bit, and that's how to pick what technology to learn next. There's a wide array of things that you can learn out there in the world, and especially in technology, it's really something that can give you a, quite a bit of analysis paralysis when you're thinking about it. And as I sit here talking about this, I'm look, I look over and I see a book that I'm currently reading, and it's called Great Leads, and the subtitle is The Six Easiest Ways to Start Any Sales Message. Now, you may be wondering, what does this have to do with the software podcast? Why am I talking about a copywriting book that I'm reading? Simply because this is something different that I'm learning. It's copywriting. And you might be wondering, again, why does copywriting even have anything to do with software? If you're like me, you probably have had multiple side projects, and uh, you might have even shipped some of them. I have shipped quite a few. I have run a few businesses off of them and uh, done okay. Now, one of the things that I have learned through the last 10, 15 years of doing this is that when you develop a side project and you turn it into a business and you ship it, you're actually only at, you're solving 30% of the problem. You may be wondering, what, what do I mean? This comes from a, a saying that my friend Rob Walling from the Startups for the Rest of Us podcast has, that he says, Shipping your software product is only 30% of the problem. The other 70% is sales and marketing. So that's where this book, Great Leads, comes into play. It's a book on how to write the good lead into your copy. And your copy is something that's going to help sell your software if you're writing software like I am. I'm writing a SaaS app, and I want to make sure that when someone lands on my homepage, they understand immediately what it's about, and it hooks them to continue reading and learning about the product. Again, maybe I've already shipped it. That's 30% of the problem. So this kind of really hooks back into this podcast here by helping you understand what technology you want to learn next. And this applies to not just technology, but just any subject that you want to learn next. But I'll keep it with fo focused on technology today. But I wanted, did want to share that even if you are heavily laden into technology like I am, it's good to step out of your area of comfort 
and focus on other things that are complementary skills. And in my opinion, copywriting is one of those. And that's that's what I'm doing here on the side is reading this copywriting book. But we're not going to dive into that. We'll talk about that another time. Uh, it's just kind of related. So how do you pick which technology to learn next? This is a, a, a very difficult one. And it's one that uh, I didn't really have a good standard practice for until I sat down and started hammering out my thought process behind it. I've gotten lucky over the years. I started Android in 2008 on accident and fell into that career as an Android developer and ended up writing books and speaking and all that kind of stuff and had this podcast, which was originally based for Android developers, and also learned other skills along the way, such as Node.js. And I've learned some Go. I've learned TypeScript recently. I've learned React. I've learned uh, Rails. Python, you name it, I've learned a bunch of different stuff, Docker, Kubernetes I'm working on now. And so a lot of times people say, well, there's all this stuff out there. How do you decide what tech to work on? So let's just go ahead and hop into the list that I've created here. And the first item here is to understand that you can't learn it all. There's just no way. The amount of technical content out there is astronomical. I mean, it's huge. You probably know that just from being in the industry. And this applies also as if you're just getting out of college. It's overwhelming to think about, do I want to be a mobile developer? Do I want to be a a network engineer? Do I want to be a C developer that goes and works in video games? What do I want to do? Or maybe you're like me and you have interests everywhere. I look at my wireless printer over here on the desk next to me and I think, I bet you I could program that. And I have to reel myself back in to realize that I can't learn it all because there's no way there's not enough time in the day. So I have to figure out a way to come up with a framework to filter out what I can learn and should learn. So that leads us to the number two item here. And that is identifying if it's a hobby versus a value skill. Is it a hobby skill or a value skill? So what does that mean? Let's say that you're interested in something like Arduino. And you are just, you want to experiment with it. You want to tinker with it. You want to make something that can automatically lock your doors or turn on certain lights with sensors. And you just find a lot of interest and it's a really fun thing to do that you like to do during your free time. That's a hobby. If you have the time and the free time, then I advise you just go do it. That's something that's going to provide you value just on your own personal psychological level. There's nothing wrong with chasing those hobbies as long as it's not impeding upon your regular day-to-day work, of course. So if it's a hobby, yeah, go for it. If it's a value skill, well, then we still have some more filtering that we need to do. So if that's going to be, maybe you realize, well, hey, I'm kind of interested in building maybe some, a web API, but I'm not sure if I should use Rust or Go or Node.js or Rails. I don't know which one to do. Well, at that point, it's, you kind of have to evaluate Number three here, which is, is this new technology uh, or am I going to do some deep dive into an existing technology? And what I mean by this is, uh, let's assume that you're an Android developer. And like I said, maybe you have interest in building a web API. So that's going to be a new technology for you. So that would be the new tech side. So you have to decide is this new tech or a deep dive into existing tech. And this is a distinction where you want to move as a developer. When you are going to be deep diving into tech, you may decide to say, I'm going to stay inside of the Android ecosystem. 
I can already build apps in it, but now I really want to dive deep into the Bluetooth stack because I like that Bluetooth stack. So let's decide you do that. You can dive into that deep dive of that stack and learn everything that there is to learn about Bluetooth and all the things around it, Bluetooth, low energy, devices, connections, audio, you name it, you're going to learn everything. There's a couple of things that are going to happen here. This is going to make you a specialist. Now, a specialist inside of Bluetooth of Android, you could command a pretty good dollar for the right company. They may need a expert who is a, you know, someone who knows Bluetooth in and out, and you might be that person and you can charge a pretty penny to work as that Bluetooth expert. However, it also has a flip side. When you deep dive into existing technology and you pigeonhole yourself into one technology, that can also be seen as very fragile. Now let's assume that you are the Bluetooth person like we're talking about. And for whatever reason, next week, a brand new wireless communication technology comes out that just deprecates everything that's Bluetooth related. It just makes Bluetooth looks like child's play. This can happen. It probably will happen one day. At that point in time, if your entire career is vested into Bluetooth, you now have a humongous risk area that you need to address of, well, what does my future look like? Because now it looks like Bluetooth's not going to be the thing anymore. Great. What do I do now? So again, it can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing. It depends on what you really want to dive deep into. And no technology is immune from being around forever. There's always going to be legacy code of some sort, but things are always going to change inside of your technology. I'm not saying you should choose one or the other, because if you go into new tech and you choose the wrong technology, you could be in the same place. So, wow, I, I learned to work with this brand new web communication technology that no one ended up using. And this happens a lot, especially when companies like Facebook or some or Google release a new technology and it looks super great and you try it and then you realize that no one really catches on to it. So both those things can happen. So you do need to decide which, which area you're going to go, new tech or deep dive into existing. Either one is fine. And that brings us to the next item, number four. You have to be interested in whatever you decide you're going to be doing. If it's going to be building a web API, and you have to be interested in doing it. If you have no interest in building web APIs, you are not going to learn it that well. You're going to literally be fighting an uphill battle the entire time. If you want to learn, if you're an Android developer and you want to learn how to make games, and that's all you can eat and drink and think about is games, well, it might be a good time to be a game developer to in the Android ecosystem. So that is a very good time for you to look at something like that. However, if again, if you do not find any interest in it, you're going to find yourself being very bored. You're not going to want to do it. And eventually you're just going to burn out on it. It's not going to be something you want to do. So number four, this is probably one of the most important actually, is do you have any interest in it? If you want to learn to build a web API, but you absolutely hate JavaScript, I mean, you despise it. Well, then learning Node.js is probably not going to be that enjoyable for you. You might have a better time learning something with KTOR if, if you're a Kotlin person or using Rails API if you don't mind Ruby or Python uh, or any of the other languages out there. Maybe Node.js just isn't your thing. You have to find interest in it. Which brings us to number five. Is this a comparable skill or is this a brand new skill set that you can't even apply to anything that you're doing? And what does that mean? 
A comparable skill is going to be, again, assuming you're an Android developer, a comparable skill would be, I know how to develop an API inside of Rails or Node.js or whatever, but I can develop an API. That's a comparable skill because now I can develop the backend technology using, you know, it could be Kotlin, JavaScript, Ruby, whatever. I can also develop the front end, which is going to be my Android app. It's a very comparable skill. This is, can be very valuable going forward, especially for clients or a company you're working for, because now maybe you've finished all the features on the Android app, but the back end needs some work. If you know how to do that kind of work, you're much more valuable overall. Now that shouldn't deter you from learning a new skill set. So again, let's say that you're an Android developer. You have no interest in learning how to build a web backend, but maybe you have interest in building iOS apps. That's another skill set you could hop into. So maybe you have the interest in it and you want to build iOS apps. That's fine. You can start learning iOS apps. That's going to give you a different skill set, but it's going to be also somewhat comparable because it's also in the mobile space. Now, what would be a completely different skill set of something that is completely different? Maybe something like game programming for consoles. That's completely different. Maybe programming, you know, C-level stereos or assembly for your car radio or something like that. That might be something completely different. You know, programming circuits. Uh, again, IoT, completely different as long as you're in a different environment. Those are going to be different skill sets. So none of these are any, all these are not going to be any wrong paths for you to go down. You just have to identify where you find the interest. Now, once you've kind of decided, all right, well, I know that I want to start working with, let's say, APIs again. Once you decide that you want to start building something and I want to build this in Node.js, you need to go build something with it and actually ship it. Now, what I usually recommend folks do if they're, they don't have an app that they're working on is to just build a note-taking app. And you're gonna build the same note-taking app in tons of different languages throughout your career. That note-taking app should have reminders and dates on it. This is simply because anytime you introduce all these things, you're gonna to have to worry about storage, you're gonna to have to worry about inputs, you're gonna to to worry about validation, you're gonna to have to worry about dates, date math, some types of reminders. Uh, anything, you know, maybe push notifications if you're working with mobile. There's a ton of things that are involved in a simple note-taking app, even authentication and authorization of who can, if it's a team-based app, who can do these different things. There's quite a bit involved in a very simple note-taking app. Even if it's just for you, just build something and ship it. Now, I realize I may not have answered the question that you're hoping for me to ask, to answer for you, which is, how do I determine which technology should I learn? Should it be web? Should it be mobile? Should it be something else? I'm just getting out of college. W where should I go? This goes back to number four. You've got to find whatever you're going to chase. You've got to find interest in it. And that's the first, actually the first piece of advice I give to anyone who asks me the question. Well, what are you interested in? Oh, well, I really love mobile apps. Cool. Well, do you like, are you an Apple person or are you an Android person? Oh, I love Apple. Okay. Well, have you thought about building an iOS app? Yeah, but I, I don't know how to do it. Okay, well, there, there's courses out there that teach you from the ground up. That's a good place to start. And you, okay, another question is, hey, what do you want to do? Are, are you just getting out of college? Or you're, you're tired of working in your existing industry. What do you do then? Maybe you want to change your career up. Maybe you're a mobile developer and you don't want to be a mobile developer anymore and you want to do something else. What do you do at that time? Well, you could take a look at that new skill set, which we talked about in number five. Is it a comparable skill or a new skill set? A lot of times with big companies, you can go learn a new skill set 
and apply it at that company. Maybe it's backend technologies or you want to be a DBA. You love Postgres databases. That's just your new thing. And you were a mobile developer before. You could learn that new skill set, become a DBA expert, and then start marketing yourselves as your skills at your current job, doing that if they have the opening for that, or that could lead you into something new. Now, how do I go about this? It's basically the exact same thing. I have to find interest in it. And sometimes if I'm really unsure, I'll kind of come down to a couple of options. If I know that I want to build a backend API and I want to I want to learn either Go or Rust or something like this, what I'll do is I'll actually just kind of tinker around with both of them to see what I like. But one of the other things that I also tend to do here, which is kind of a postscript here that will add to the end, is I'll look at the existing market and I'll see is there an opportunity out there if I learn this skill is this a marketable skill that I can use in the future now if I'm going to go learn you know IOT with Arduino well let's be honest like that's pretty cool stuff and you can do some pretty you know cool things you could tinker with it and do all kinds of crazy stuff with it but the the addressable market for the amount of positions or work that's available out there isn't that big now I'm not saying that you can't make a good living or you know make a killing out there doing that there are people that do this all the time but how i look at it is all right is this something that is marketable in the future for me that i will be able to put on my resume when i'm talking to another client say yeah i have experience in python in ruby javascript kotlin java c sharp whatever is that going to be impressive to them is that going to open up doors of opportunity for me? And for me, that has worked out fairly well as an independent consultant because I can show up at a company that might have a Rails backend and say, yeah, I've worked with Rails for a number of years. Yeah, I can, I can help you out over there if you need that too when I'm not building your mobile app. Or maybe I'll hop on as a JavaScript person and we'll be doing JavaScript backend in Node and they might say, hey, we actually need to create a front end and uh, we're thinking about using you know React or Vue. Do you have any experience with that? Yeah, yeah, I do actually have experience with React. And, you know, if we want to go to view, it's just a little bit different. I can, we can do that. So for me, that adds value uh, for if I were to learn something like Arduino, that's cool. But at the end of the day, it's not really going to provide me much value to my clients. So that's something that's worked well for me and has allowed me to have a successful independent consulting career uh, and be able to continually grow. But for you, that's why you're here. Let's go ahead and recover these steps here so we can kind of get a synopsis here. Number one, you have to relearn, excuse me, number one, we have to learn that we can't learn it all. We have to realize that we cannot learn it all. It's just impossible. Number two, identify if it's a hobby skill or a value-based skill. If it's a hobby, just find the time and go do it. Like just stop, That's you're done. Just go, go do it. If you're looking for something to learn your ho- as a hobby, just go do it. That's It's fun and uh, it should be fun. And don't overthink it. Number three, is this new technology or am I going to deep dive into an existing technology that I already know? So you need to decide which which area am I going to go into. And then once you do that, you have to ask yourself, am I going to be interested in this new thing? If I'm going to be an Android person and do the deep dive into Bluetooth, am I really interested in Bluetooth? Or am I just doing it because my job has deep Bluetooth stuff and it's what I need to learn? Okay, maybe you need to learn it for your job. That's okay. It's no problem with that. But is it something you really want to spend your free time on learning? Maybe not. Maybe you want to learn that new tech. Maybe you want to learn Kotlin backend. Maybe you want to learn how to build a, uh, a site in, in Django with Python. So those are good options. So you've got to be interested in it. That's the key. 
That's really the key here. It's right in the middle, but it really is the key to everything. You have to be interested in it. Number five, is it a comparable skill or a brand new skill set? Is this a skill that I could use on a day-to-day basis, perhaps at another client, perhaps at my job? If I'm a mobile developer, learning how to program an API is going to help me. It's going to expand my skill set. It's a comparable skill. Uh, or is it a brand new skill set? You know, if, if I have never really worked with Postgres databases and I want to learn that from the ground up, that's a brand new skill set. Still valuable. You just have to realize where it fits into your repertoire of skills. And finally, number six, once you decide what you want to work with, doesn't matter what it is, you need to go build something with it. Actually build something and actually ship it. This is going to be open your eyes up to if you really like it or not. Now, there's a caveat I should have mentioned before. When you're in the middle of building this, if you get halfway in and you realize this is absolutely miserable, I hate this, stop. There's so much technology for you to learn out there that you just need to stop and go chase something different. Now, if you continually have this problem over and over and over, maybe that's you're, you're hitting a roadblock. You need to push, push through that. That's understandable. But if you realize that you're getting into building something and you realize, I really don't like this, it's time to stop and reevaluate if this is something that you really want to work on or not. And if not, go back and pick something different. That's my method and my framework for how I pick what technology to learn next. And really, it's heavily weighted on, does this interest me? And is this a marketable skill that I can use going forward? If it doesn't interest me, most likely I probably won't learn it. Uh, And the only time that's outweighed is if it's going to be a marketable skill that I can use going forward. For example, years prior, you couldn't have paid me to read a copywriting book. However, I have recently found over the last couple of years that I actually kind of enjoy learning about that process, about how people think about how products, about the products that they want to use. That helps me develop products better on a software perspective because I can think about these things in advance. So again, I wouldn't uh, just pigeonhole yourself to technology in, in certain regards, even though that's what this podcast is about. You can think about this framework in a number of other ways as well. I hope that helps. Hope you find a technology that you're interested in learning next. As for me, if I were to say what technology should you learn next, I'm not going to give you that answer, actually. That's something you have to go out and explore on your own. Make sure you're interested in it. And if you can, send me a message on Twitter and let me know what you choose to work on next. I'm interested in hearing what you folks are working on. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Hey folks, before you get going, don't forget to check out androidjobs.io. All job postings are now currently free during the early release phase. And if you're looking to see what other jobs are available, you'd be surprised at some of the jobs that are out there. Almost all of them are remote friendly. Tons of great companies posting there. You can sign up and get notified of new job postings on a weekly basis. Check it out at androidjobs.io. Thanks. That's it for the show, folks. Fragmented is hosted by Don Felker and me, Kaushik Gopal. We edit and produce all the episodes here on Fragmented. You can find more Fragmented episodes at fragmentedpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you in the next episode.